everybody thanks for joining us again on as raw as it gets we've got a fantastic show for you today discussing emotional burnout how to recognize it and what to do about it as always i am here with my my robin to my batman adrian how are you mate (laughs) that is fantastic and might i say i reckon the best uh intro yet to our podcast very well done sir very well done no i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm good mate i'm good um, I'm a lot better than I was, you know, and this is why we're uh, on this podcast doing um, this one in particular today. But no, I'm, I'm good, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm well, mate. I'm actually really interested to hear your take on emotional burnout because as we discussed before the show, I think I just push it really, really far down. I don't know when <laughs> or if I get emotionally burnt out. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I do. I'm sure as we discuss this, I'll have some light bulb moments and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that time. Yeah, I remember that time oh, I was man, in I, tears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what that was? What? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I think that's what we want to try and achieve in this podcast is also opening up a lot of people's eyes into when they may have actually had these emotional burnouts um, without realizing that that's what it kind of was. Um, but also how to become more in tune with it and more in tune with your body, um, both physically and mentally. I mean, we all know, you know, and if we don't, um, that the impact our mind can have on our physical, you know, um, body. And so I think what we want to be able to do is give the listeners a bit of an understanding of what emotional burnout actually is um, and how it can impact us and how most, you know what though, not just that, how it can creep up on us because for me um the last two weeks i probably did experience that um with so much happening in my life so yeah i think today it's more about being able to recognize it being able to understand how it can creep up on us um and then also as always some tips and tricks uh to help you with that so yeah i think um you make a good point but you're in a very different position to most people your job is emotionally taxing and not to say that in a bad way but the way yeah. I suppose what you deal with in a day to day is very different to what say I would deal with in my day to day. Yeah. So without getting into too much detail, do you want to give some background as to what has been going on in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, no, definitely. And um, so I think the thing is like, as you said, with work, because of what I do with um, the kids in terms of a welfare role, it's very, very emotionally taxing. As you said, is you, you spend a lot of time with these kids helping them, um, but you also, because of now, the one thing with um, all the Google Meet and online stuff, I'm actually starting to see into these kids' worlds a lot more than I ever did. Um, and I think that's always been a bit of a protective barrier where, you know, you get kids that come in and, and they're upset or whatever, you know, you know, they're exposed to certain things. And that, that obviously is taxing because you just want to rescue, you know, all the kids um, or as many as you can. But when you can see it, it becomes a lot more different. You know, you see what's going on. You understand a lot it's more. It's real. Yeah, it becomes a lot more real. So with that, I've been working with a few more families in a lot more of a um, one-on-one capacity. So that's been a lot more taxing. Uh, my hours at work were getting a lot bigger. Like I was probably finishing some nights, you know, seven, eight o'clock, um, you know, and that's after being at work all day. I'd come home and do more work um, on top of, you know, obviously the rest of the stuff, trying to, you know, um, still keep the business going. I'm still studying. So trying to fit study in and on top of that, then yeah, be a husband and be a wife and uh, wife. I'm not tr- definitely trying <laughs> not to be a wife. Um, I meant to say a husband to my wife. Um, and then also um, being a father to my son, like, you know, it all obviously takes time. Then the other thing is, and you and I have spoken about this off air, but then there's been also other personal issues that have come up, you know, that have been challenging for myself, uh, even just say on a business perspective. So, I just think that probably the last month for myself has been constantly dealing with a lot of stuff and having to really work through a lot of things in different ways um, and put on different emotional has to deal with the different situations. So um, I didn't realize what that was doing and how much it was catching up. But most importantly, what I actually didn't realize I was doing was I was cutting out the things that were, would normally help me in these situations. So that might be exercise, that might be yoga, it might be practicing some mindfulness, all the stuff we talk about, um, yeah. you know, in our podcast, I basically cut it all out. I even turned off um, cause I, you know, the reminders we've spoken about it in podcasts before I even turned off the reminders that would help me through the day to just kind of refocus my energy. Yeah. Because they become, my, uh, 
they become a distraction. A hundred percent they were. Not so that they was, are, but you just, cause you're so focused and you're so emotionally invested in what you're doing. You don't want to get sidetracked, which I think is common for everyone. Everyone will go through this. So it's great that you're, you're sharing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know what, and that's, you're exactly right, Dan. I, I did. I got to a point where I was like, it became for me, it was like, oh, just stop. Like, you know, I had to stop them because I was, you know, and I've, I've been in a lot more meetings as well with work. Um, I've stepped up in, in the role in a, in a very different way, almost in probably more of a, why, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little silent no, clap. <laughs> little silent clap. Always appreciate a little golfer's clap. Um, but no, and that's the thing. So because of that, like I said, there've been more meetings and things like that and one-on-one stuff with, you know, staff members to help them with certain things. And, and because of that, when my reminds were going off, I just, I, I started pausing it, but then pausing turned to, you know, sorry, snoozing turned to pausing, pausing turned to deleting and then completely dismissing. And the problem was that those reminders were making me stop during the day. Uh, and they were making me reflect on where I'm at and then allowing me to put something in place to help me. Um, and so that's probably the one, one of the things that I stopped um, a lot, you know, throughout the time that, you know, I guess over the last probably yeah month. And I found that when I stopped all these things, everything else became a lot harder. And so, so I think- Sorry, Adrian, before we go yeah. on, because I want to get back to that. Can you explain how you realized or when you came to the- realization that you were emotionally burnt out because to me everything that you just said it sounded like you weren't emotionally burnt out you were just physically fucked (laughs) like you had been through so much and had so much going on so what's the difference and how did you recognize it yeah well i guess the let so for the listeners let's let's break it down to i guess what it is burnout is you know like that emotional burnout it's that thing of where you know like we obviously spoke about physical but it's that mental exhaustion you know, and, and I guess it's, it's that whole thing of it's, it's kind of, you know, caused by that, I guess, it, you know, it's like excessive stress. And when you, you know, you're prolonging certain stress as well, um, you know, and then you become, you know, obviously overwhelmed, you become emotionally drained. Um, and you just, it's almost like you feel like you're not keeping up with the same demands that you usually could. Um, yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that so does I make think, sense. Yep, yeah. And I think that's the thing with emotional burnout is that that's probably what, your, your question before is how did I understand? How did I recognize that? I allowed myself to stop focusing on what was important for, for me to perform optimally. And I started, I guess it's almost like being at a buffet. It's like, you know, it's like, it's nice when you have a nice plate and you put a few things on, you can experience everything. You can keep up with it, but all of a sudden you throw a whole lot of shit on and just gouge, you know, sorry, you know, um, gorge down on food. All of a sudden you start feeling really sick and you can't keep up with what's on the plate. Weird analogy. I know, but you know, oh, I, I totally get it. Cause you just got your eye on that ice cream and you just got to yeah, get there. Man. That's exactly. And that's the problem. You don't realize what you're doing inside. And I think that's, it's, as I said, for a shocking analogy, but <laughs> it's very much the same as the emotional toll stress has. And as I said, what I started to do was with work, I was taking more on. And the problem was that I love my job and I was loving, you know, the amount of work I had. Um, I, I was probably producing better at work than, you know, maybe I not so much had ever done, but in a way that I didn't, um, didn't realize that I was producing such a a higher standard of work. And it was because I was so engaged with what I was doing. But as we said before, and like you even stated that with my job, it's very emotionally draining. So, you know, you do that one day, you do that two days, you do a seven o'clock finish an eight o'clock finish, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And then you're not sleeping properly, properly and, and all that. So for me, I got to a point, I guess, where it was probably, it would have been, I reckon, yeah, Thursday, probably actually Wednesday last week where I went, I'm just, I'm tired. Like I'm really, and my back was getting sore and I was just um, not sleeping well. Um, I was a bit more agitated at certain things. I was a bit more emotional when certain things would happen. Um, a lot of stress, you know, in life was happening as well. And you and I have spoken about, you know, business stuff that's happened. Um, and that was taking its toll. Um, certain conversations that were happening within my life that like that was taking a toll. There's just a lot going on. And Again, yeah, I just, I couldn't keep up. And I felt that on the Wednesday, I was like, just this drowning feeling where it's like, it's just, it's too much. Like I've just got so much shit, but I just thought it was because of the hours I was putting in. And, and again, it was just, I wasn't reflecting. I just wasn't I think that would stopping. be a normal, sorry, that would be yeah. a very normal realization. Like that's what I would think. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just exhausted because of everything I'm doing. Yeah. Like the way that you're describing emotional burnout, 
it's not just emotional burnout, but you're also describing mental burnout or just fatigue. Because yeah. when I hear the words emotion, like regardless of what it's in relation to, I'm just yeah. kind of like, oh, that's like touchy feely stuff. But yeah. you're about something much more deeper. That's right, and that's much essentially more holistic, what emo- essentially. Yes, that's exactly it, man. E- emotional burnout is holistic it's everything it's it's your stress from work it's your ability to try and still be the husband you want to be to your partner um you know in terms of when we're talking about you or i obviously you know different parts different partners um it's trying to be the, the the good father you want to be to your kids the good worker you want to be at work and the good friend to your friends and all these different things that's that's all emotions and, and when you're trying to do all these things and you're having conversations, you know, you try to step up in certain conversations in order to get a certain result and things like that, it becomes very taxing. And, and as you know, like, you know, talk with that's in a working, you know, um, point of view that even in that it's hard. Like, you know, you're, you're having tough conversations, you're trying to manage different emotions, different people that it creates different stresses for you. And so, yeah, it's not just the whole touchy feeling like, Oh, my partner doesn't love me. It's, it's, it's so much more than that, you know, and that can be a part of it. Um, but it's so much more. And I think it, it disguises itself as, as you said, as fatigue, but there's so much more going on deep down. And I think that's where, for me, I started to realize, and it probably wasn't until I reckon Friday that I had like a, just a real moment of like, I can't do this. Like, shit, what the hell is going on inside my head? Like just, I was very, I felt very clouded and I just felt like I didn't have the answers. I felt like I didn't know. I felt like I didn't have a direction in what was happening in my life. And I was like, for the first time in a long time, I almost felt like I couldn't get a grip. It's like, you know, it's almost like you're falling. And so that was the thing I went, shit. And so I, I probably was, I was very flat, say Friday night. And I went, right, I need to really, think about what's going on and I need to stop. And I was like, so kind of in my head, I start, you know, the wheel started turning, you know, and that's all that subconscious stuff we've spoken about before where I went, shit, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Why haven't I done this? And so Saturday is where I actually stopped. And I, I think I stopped for a good probably hour or so and just wrote things down about, and, it was, and, it was, and I'm talking, I created an emotional action plan. And, and in that I, I wrote down everything that was happening in my life. And at that point, I was then able to identify things, work through those things. And for me, it was literally after that, I was like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to kick ass. Like it was, it was instantaneous. Now, does that mean that's going to happen to everyone? Probably not. Um, but you will get a sense of relief. Um, you'll also that's get kind a sense- of, sorry, just on the go. list or on everything that you wrote down, it's essentially the same as when you're, you've got a shitload to do in a day. So you start writing down to prioritize your checklist yeah, and then you can see everything and you're just like, yep, get the eggs. Yep. Message Adrian a gift. That's funny. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You've done it all. Yeah, that's right. No, you're a hundred percent right, buddy. And and that's the thing is that I normally do that most days. Um, I probably don't do it every day like I used to, because as we all, you know, we've discussed that when you get better at it, you don't feel like you have to as much, but this is the thing for me to use this as a footy, you know, analogy, I kind of, or any sport, I mean, netball, whatever. I got to a point where I felt like I was playing really well in the game that I wasn't worried about practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what started to happen was that eventually- He became Fresh Prince when he was playing basketball. I get it. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. (laughs) Um, But then the problem was that my game started to fall apart. And then because I didn't know why, I was getting frustrated. And then that's where it led. And that became the snowball, snowball effect. So yeah, I think when I actually wrote down everything and I stopped, I created clarity in, in my emotions and what was actually happening in my life. And from there, I literally just, I wrote down, I think it was about maybe 10 different things. And then from there, I was able to work through each one. And so I was able to write down and, and really pinpoint why something wasn't going right. You know, so uh, one of the things that I will share was, um, so work, I wrote down that I was feeling tired from work. I was feeling like um, work was becoming really full on. And when I actually broke it down, I was like, is it that I'm not enjoying what's going on? Am I feeling like it's too much for me? I went, no, like I'm, I'm actually loving it. I'm loving everything. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is kind of everything I've wanted. Then it got to a point where I actually kept going and thinking and writing and it got to a point where I went, 
shit. It's actually the fact that I am emotionally giving so much at work. And effectively, it's like having a debit card. And I was just in debt every day. And, you know, and I sat there and was like, yeah, you do it one day. It's not too bad. It's like, oh, yeah, you give up 10 bucks. You go, oh, bugger it. I'll get my $10 back tomorrow. But when you're not in check with that, $10 turns to 20. But the more it happens, I actually believe it doubles. So 20 becomes 40, 40 becomes 80, 80 becomes 160. And all of a sudden, it's, it becomes scary numbers. And so what I found was that I was emotionally in debt and doubling that debt every single day, but it became not even every day. It was like every hour. Cause I was trying to make, you know, make my way through this, you know, emotional debt that I, but I wasn't giving back to myself. And so that's what I was actually able to do when I wrote that down. I went, shit, I just haven't given anything back to myself. Like I, I'm not doing yoga. I'm barely working out. Um, I'm not doing even like, so my studying, which I love, I really enjoy my studying. I wasn't doing my studying. So then I, I was like, shit, I'm feeling guilty about that. And then it just, I went, Oh my God, like I get it. Okay. And so I started to write down things. I went right. As of Monday, this is happening. I'm going to do it like that. I'm going to do it like this. And today I've, I've actioned every little thing that I've, I've written down and, and I'm in such a better headspace. But I think what people have to understand is that when it comes to emotional burnout, it can, we often get caught up and think it's something when it's probably not. Yeah. And we blame work or we blame a partner or we blame with this or we blame with that. But it's not until you actually stop and write things down that you are able to really break it down and then navigate through it and create um, really strong actions. And I think that's what was the one thing I stopped doing and why over the last month I struggled. So when was your... Now, this is going to sound stupid, but when was your ah moment? As in, ah, fuck, that's what it is. I'm emotionally drained or yep. I'm, black, I'm burnt um, out, whatever it is. Yeah. So my ah moment was something that happened in my personal life on Friday and it just dropped me like a sack of potatoes. And it was just like, what the shit just happened then? And so that was, that was my ah moment. I went like, yes, this would probably upset me normally, but why is it really floored me to the point where I feel vulnerable and i'm scared and and i'm sad and like and i was just like a like every, it was like you know when you're like a little kid in the shopping sense like you get lost and you just everything's like what the hell yeah it was that and i was like that's that's odd like because i'd been dealing with this issue anyway and i was like hold on why has this all of a sudden hit me the way it's just hit me um and that's where i went yeah something's not right and and i'm very yeah as i was say like i'm very lucky with uh, my boss um, she saw me and she was like, you know, what's going on? And we had a bit of a chat and she was like, get your stuff, go home, just go home, do whatever you need to do. And I was like, yeah, I actually, I just, I do, I need to do that. And then that was the thing I went, I was just, I was on the way home and I had no music on nothing. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Like what's going on and why am I this? And why is this going on in my head? And that's where that was my R moment. So it was actually Friday. So at that point is where I was able to realize that for the last month, it's been, uh, sorry, mum, I'm about to swear. Um, <laughs> fucking full on. Like, <laughs> like, man, like, you know, it's just. Um, sorry, Mrs. It, Parisi, I swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that. She's like, I love your podcast. They're fantastic. Sometimes I just think you guys swear. Maybe just too much. Just some, just <laughs> feedback. Just feedback. Yeah, thanks, mum. Fucking appreciate it. Um, <laughs> she's going to belt me for that one. Nah, she knows I love it. But no, that was the thing where I went, wow, like, okay, like I, I get it. I need, I, need to, I need to work on what's going on in my head now. I need to, I need to work this. But this isn't now, it, it, it had gone too long for it to just be, I can just do this in the car. And you know how you and I touch on that stuff where we say, oh, you know, I can do it in the car. I can do it here. Yeah, yeah, I can do it in the car when I'd be doing it every day. But when you haven't done it for a month, that's different. It's, it's no different to, you know, weight training. You take a month off you in not, not training, you get back in there. It's like, you can't lift anything. It's like, you're in there 10 minutes. You're like, oh, I'm done. I want to go back <laughs> inside. You know, yeah. so it's one it's no curl in your house. Yeah, exactly. Or just look at the weights and sometimes <laughs> I'm going back home. Um, and so I think that was my R moment, to be honest with you. It, where, yeah, I just, it really rocked me. I don't, I don't remember our text messages on Friday, but I do, like, I don't remember them exactly, but I remember reading yours and I'm like, nah, this guy just needs to chill at home. And I think I said it a couple of times. I'm like, no, 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 let's not do it. Just chill, do what you got to do. And at that point, I didn't know the extent of what was going on. Yeah. So it was obviously 
oozing out of you there that you needed some some downtime yeah well i mean you think about you know normally you and i when we text and stuff like it goes back and forwards it's, you know there's a bit of piss taking in there and all this kind of stuff and and i'm not i've never been someone that writes an okay message you know what i mean like i'm you know me i'm, I'm a half a thesis type thing um, <laughs> but you know like i like the banter stuff but yeah it was like i mean you think about even you break that down like it was like hey mate really sorry flat out i speak to you like you know it's, it's that type of thing it's that real i need to address this really quickly so that he doesn't feel like i'm not talking to him and giving him nothing but i need to make sure that i acknowledge him so hey mate just flat out sorry mate get you back to the blah, blah, blah. and and that shows you know very much a difference and that also you know which obviously you know, we're going to talk about later, but as part of my gratitude, which I will do, but that was one thing that I was grateful for was having a mate that was able to just go, Hey, Nanny, you okay. Um, that, but most importantly, they actually picked up on that because there's a lot of people that don't pick up on that stuff. There's a lot of people that wouldn't have a clue what I was going through and, and still wouldn't have a clue. Um, to be honest, that's probably was... more because of what we're doing on the podcast and I'm practicing a lot of what we're talking about. Uh, there you go. Well, it's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, that's that's so cool to hear. I love that stuff. And and this is the thing. It's all about changing, you know, each other's lives. And and that's why today I also want to do this in the podcast is talk about it because we often talk about you know how good you and I do certain things or whatever it might be or you know. Um, even with myself, with obviously a lot of this stuff, because I practice it a lot, how, yeah, it might hit me, but it doesn't hit me as hard and I'm on top of it and da, da, da. I was just like, no, you know what? I hope for the listeners, this is an opportunity for them to go, shit, it still happens like to someone who does it all the time. And yeah, it does. Of course it does, you know? And, and that's including, you know, obviously the environment we're at the moment, there's so much going on, but the one thing when it comes to emotional burnout and recognizing it is if you are not in touch with yourself, your surroundings, your environment, the people that are around you. It's very easy to get caught up in a lot of, you know, the tornadoes that are happening around you and, yeah. and they cause damage. You don't realize that they're causing damage. And that's effectively what happened to me probably for the last month. And I became very vulnerable because I'd let my guard down because I wasn't practicing the same things over and over again, which is what I normally do. Um, and that might be mindfulness practice. That might be um, some gratitude practice. It might be exercise. It might be um, spending more time with my son because I know that one probably messed with me a bit more. I was spending late nights with work. Um, and so I wasn't seeing him as much as I would normally see him. And that I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things that were hitting me that I didn't realize were getting me the way they were. Like it'd be tough because you'd come home, you'd be exhausted and you'd want to play with, with your son, but instead you've got to go and do, you know, a couple more hours of work like that alone, you, that on top of being burnt out will pile on guilt as well. It does. And you know, the one thing with teaching is teaching is a job that doesn't stop, you know, as much as a lot of people go, Oh yeah, you're a teacher. Oh, nine o'clock at three thirty. Yeah. It's right. It's <laughs> like, mate, I, I wish it was that when you spend, you know, all day with like 28 kids screaming your name and, you know, you're trying to help them out with so many things. And you know, as a teacher, you, you're everything. You're a psychologist, you're a problem solver, you're a math you know, teacher, you're an English teacher, you're you know, doing all these different things. And then you've got to go home and, and try and do all that stuff again with your kids and stuff. So it's, it's a very demanding job. The problem is that at the moment in this climate, there's no switch off. And so for me, I was just like, I was you know, creating videos for the kids to watch, you know, because obviously I do the art stuff as well. And I was getting pumped up about that and I'd be excited about it. And then, you know, I find more well-being activities. I get excited about that. And, I'd, you know, then I think of something I could do with the kids the next day. So then, you know, you do that for an hour. All of a sudden now it turns into three hours and, you know, it's like shit, seven o'clock. Where the hell the time goes? So it's the hardest thing I think is being able to be in touch with all that stuff. That's what was, is difficult. And, and knowing that it's okay to switch off. And I think probably for the last month, there were so many things happening in my life that I wasn't actually switching off on anything. That's even with things that had been, I guess that were finished, you know, uh, emotionally, but I still hadn't stopped to reflect on them. And so I guess essentially I just had a whole bunch of, you know, Pandora's boxes just left open in my, in my brain. And they were creating these emotional, you know, problems. And I, I wasn't in touch with them. I wasn't tracking them and I wasn't doing the basic things that I would normally do to stay on top of those things as well. So once you had your uh, moment and you yep. made your list, what were the yep. next steps to help, um, I, I suppose, find your way back? 
The, you know, the, so the biggest thing is, so one thing that we could talk about is grounding activities. So a grounding activity so is like basically- jumping. Yeah, like just laying on the ground and slamming the nuts. <laughs> just um, see what well, gravity is all about. <laughs> that's exactly it. Just jump off something high and see what happens. No, definitely <laughs> don't do that. Um, no, grounding, grounding activities, is, you know, exercises, whatever you want to say, or grounding practice is basically you, the ability to just stop and do something that stops your, your mind from racing. Okay, so... Um, for me, it was once I'd done that, I just sat in my little office area in the, you know, the room that we've got and I just, I didn't do anything. I just, I looked outside, I looked at the trees, uh, I looked at the weather and grant, you know, granted it was a beautiful day. So that helped. Um, I looked around my room and as you know, I've got uh, quite a few cool little figurines set up. <laughs> um, but I just, what I did was the one thing I always love is, and I try to tell people is to get in touch with your inner child. Uh, because I believe that when you can do that, if you watch kids, they're so playful and innocent and there's no care in the world and they, they live in the now. And the problem with anxiety, the problem with um, emotional burnout is that you're, I believe you spend too long caught up in the future. So what's going to happen when I need to do, I haven't done that. What's going to happen if I don't do this? What's you know? And so you're trying to find answers to basically something you don't have any answers to. Yeah. And, and that causes probably fear. no control over as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's right. You know, and so then that causes fear and then fear causes insecurity and insecurity then causes more anxiety and it creates, you know, this terrible little shit tape that we have going on. And, and, you know, we did it, you know, last couple of podcasts was negative self-talk and then that starts. And so, yeah, the, uh, to answer your question, I basically just sat in my little office chair and just grounded myself. Did I you ever try about, breathing techniques? Because that's something I've been playing around with a lot at the moment and finding it really yeah. helpful. And so for me, like, yeah, I definitely tried breathing techniques. Sometimes I find, um, you know, when you suffer with anxiety at times, like they don't work as well. That's a personal thing. For some people, you know, breathing techniques work great. Um, on this particular moment on Saturday, yeah, I did. Um, it was just my ability to just go... I'm going to stop. But when you talk about the breathing techniques, where I actually do a lot of my breathing is in bed. So well, I breathe all the time, but <laughs> particular, yeah, I don't want people to just go, shit, that's the only time this guy breathes in bed. Jeez. Um, just hold my breath. <laughs> no wonder he's got anxiety. <laughs> yeah. He just holds his breath all day. Uh, no. So what I actually do is when I'm in bed is I focus on inhaling in my exhale. And in that, I think about a lot of the things that I'm grateful for and, you know, what I'm achieving well in life and what I'm proud of and all that kind of thing. And, and I think about the joy that I have in my day. So that's where I practice my breathing. But to answer your question, did I do it in the moments where I was probably feeling full on? No. Um, Which is something easy to forget. And as you said exactly. before, just throw to the wayside. That's right. You know, so I, I forgot a lot of my stuff, you know, as I said, I forgot practicing some breathing. I forgot just stopping. I forgot focusing on the good things happening. I forgot to, um, you know, invest in my stretching so that my back felt good because then that causes problems with me. So there's a lot of that, but when I actually sat in the chair that day, I did, I just stopped and focused. Yeah. I, I was just, I was just enjoying that moment of just clarity and just realizing that you know what it's actually back to which is where i've kind of been for a long time going it's all good like you don't have answers you don't need answers like that's the best part about life that it can change and cool thing can cool stuff can happen really quickly so i really just stopped and allowed myself to just be present and ground myself so to go back to the grounding grounding activities is the one thing i like to do is i look at a lot of stuff and i take note so i take note of the way the clouds are moving you know, are they dense? Are they, you know, more transparent? I look at the birds, the way they're, you know, I guess flying around stuff. And, and I just get lost in what's happening. And I find that it takes me away from all the rest of the, the rubbish that's happening in my head. And then it allows me to feel very calm. So that's essentially, and if you're also wondering where you might see it is if you watch the AFL now, a lot of the players are doing a lot of grounding activities. So before a game, they'll lay down on the ground and it's a mindfulness practice, essentially. And what it is, is it's your ability to, so you run your hands along the grass, you essentially, you start to envision what you want to, what you want to happen. Okay. So, but in a very cool, calm, collected way, but also in a way that you know the things you can control. And so you shift your mindset towards that. And, and that's essentially all I did. I just went, yeah, you know what? All of these other things that I can't control that are stressing me out, I actually don't need to worry about them. 
because the things I can control actually bring me more joy. And that's what I need to focus on. And so, you know, they're the things that I, um, I focused on. So that's, that was the, the first step after, um, doing all my writing on the Saturday was just to ground myself and focus on the actions that I wanted to put in place. So were there many more, oh, sorry, were there many more steps after grounding or once you're grounded and you had your list and you're like, okay, now it's time to implement everything that I already know. Yeah, it was, it was a matter of just getting back into it and just going, right. So clearly the last month you've stopped doing all those things and look where I've got you. <laughs> so you already know the answer, just get back into it. And it was just, it was literally, you know, for the old adage of getting back on the horse. Yeah. That's, it was that simple. It was just like, you know what to do. And so from that moment, it was like, I think I'd gone out from this room, um, had a bit of a laugh with my wife. We mucked around a bit, went for a big walk, had a great chat. Um, I think we, I can't remember what else we did, but we just did a whole bunch of fun stuff. And so, you know, like just as a family and it was just about getting back into that and doing the things that I love doing. And so from there, I already knew what I was doing come Monday. So I'd stopped stressing about things that I was, you know, so for I sake, one thing was my study. I was like, Oh, I need to study. I need to study. And I went, you know what? I'm going to answer one question with my studying because it's going to make me feel good. And then I'm not doing anything else with my studying until Monday. And that's exactly what I did. And I was like, all right, good stuff, man. Like, so I took a small win. And I think that's the one thing when it comes to getting back from emotional burnout is, you know, doing little things that, you know, are going to give you a small win. Um, and that was my, I literally answered one question in studying, you know, so it's, it's nothing in the big scheme of things, but what it did was it allowed me to feel like I was successful and I was back in the saddle and doing, you know, going the direction I wanted to go. Um, it's the same then, with yeah, everything. The, same as now everyone's at home and stressing out because they can't work out. But if yep. they say something like, okay, I just want to go for a walk anything above and beyond that is bonus. As long as they get that one thing in, they feel exactly. good that they've achieved it. And then, yep. you know, whatever else comes of the day is just, as I said, bonus. That's exactly it. Yeah. hundred percent right. And you've just got to take the small steps first because then all of a sudden they lead to big steps. And before you know it, you're sprinting. So yeah, I think that was the next part of that was just allowing myself to just be in the moment. So my whole focus on the weekend was just be in the moment. Um, I mean, at one point, my son and I, you know, ran around the house for, I reckon it was probably a good 20 minutes, literally throwing a soft um, uh, ball at each other, um, basically <laughs> dodgeball style. But I'm talking to the point where like, I was in tears. I was laughing that hard. And so was he. And, and it was hilarious because, you know, he was doing silly things like hiding in spots where I could see him and you know, <laughs> he can't see me. And I'm pegging him in the bum with the ball and, you know, just fun stuff. But I went back to being the kid that I love to be um, and enjoying those moments with my son. And, um, and that was the best thing is that I, I probably stopped doing a lot of that stuff to that degree. Whereas that was like my Friday nights or my Saturday, or whatever it was like, it was all about investing back in my child in order for me to also feel great because it allows me to be a child again. So that's what the weekend was all about. The weekend was all about just refocusing and being in the moment. And that was my one and only goal for the weekend. And that, that yeah. pretty much set the tone for the rest of the week. Yeah. And so this morning I was, you know, I was up, I'd, I'd exercised. I was happy with the way I exercised. I'd gone for a, you know, a little walk run with my son, um, did some studying, smashed out my work, um, doing the podcast now. And I'm in a good headspace. Like, you know, um, and, and I'm ready for a massive week and I'm excited for a big week. So that's the, I think that's the good thing because I got, I got rid of all the rubbish essentially, you know, yeah. and um, that's, I think the one thing I think for the listeners, you know, to kind of go down that direction. Now that's obviously my personal story, but I'm hoping that for, you know, if you're, for anyone listening is that you're then able to understand what's happening in your life from that. But the one thing I guess I want to say is stop, just allow yourself to stop. And I can tell you now, it actually doesn't matter how long you stop for because work will still be there. Life will still be there, you know? Um, but if you just allow all the stress to keep going, it's going to, it'll flatten you. And in some ways it can be through your health. In some ways it'll be, yeah, just something like with me, a bit of news that kind of makes you go, Oh shit, what the hell? Um, but in some way, shape or form, it will flatten you. And the biggest thing is that, when that happens, we don't know how. And I mean, if you look at it, I mean, on the weekend, we already had, I mean, um, you know, you and I, again, we're superhero fans, Chadwick Boseman, who passed away. You know, yeah, that was years shocking. Of, that's right. It's terrible. Like absolutely terrible. Um, and that's that whole thing is that you don't know what life has in, in, you know, to offer you. You hope that it's amazing. 
um, but we don't know, nothing's certain. So being able to actually stop is so much better for you because the one thing, the more stress you have in your life, the more stress you are creating in your head, that the impact it has on your physical health is so, so big that it does, you know, and and has statistically shown that it can cause cancer. It can cause, you know, how many other issues in life, you know, anxiety, depression, all these different things, these, you know, debilitating diseases. And the biggest thing that I try to, you know, want to get to people and explain to people is that it's okay to stop. And it's okay to make sure that you put yourself first. And I think that was the one thing that I probably wasn't doing. Um, and granted, when I reflected, it was, you know, like I said, some things that were unfinished, some things that I was just, I was so excited about, but I was investing too much into. But when you don't allow yourself to stop each and every day to recognize where you're at emotionally, it can catch up really quickly. Adrian, man, thanks for sharing. I mean, that's, you've really opened up and really shown us some of what you've gone through this month. And obviously your work is a much more, much more emotionally invested than the average person. Um, so for those of us that don't go through that sort of up and down or don't have the skills yet to recognize, recognize when they're going to get flattened, essentially, yeah. <laughs> like for yeah, lack yeah. of a better word, yeah. um, what are some really quick or what are some takeaways, just dot points of what they can see? So you said fatigue is one of them to recognize it. And fatigue? I think that would, that would probably be the main, the main one to recognize. Yeah, I think you've got fatigue. You've got uh, irritability. Ir- irritability. Oh, that's irritability. Just me every day. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe check in with your emotions, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I told you, I don't know this stuff. <laughs> just bottle it back up. It's all good. <laughs> just push um, it. Like, that's right. Me. Exactly. It's like Coke bottle with Mentos. Just eventually <laughs> just explodes. Um, no, so you have obviously irritability. Um, you know, that lack of, the, you know, there's a loss of patience. Um, you start to find that you, you become more anxious about certain things or most things. Um, so I think anxiety is another one. And then what are some things, sorry, I'm just sort of brushing. No, go, go, go. What are some things to put in place? So you obviously we've gone through yours. You've wrote the list, um, to recognize what you had to do. And then you implemented the things that you've discussed. So other than going back and listening to all the episodes and knowing (laughs) everything that we're discussing, (laughs) which helps. Yeah. What are some, dot point takeaways that the listeners can can start to practice yeah so i think one thing is once you recognize you know that you are feeling like you've got that drowning feeling let's just say and as you said it doesn't have to like be that. it can that's, be in, that's it, a good way to yeah and i think and like you said it doesn't even have to be the fact that you have an emotionally draining job it could just be a job it can be a relationship it can be your just your life just just every, you feel like everything's catching up with you oh, everyone's really stressed differently in different levels, of course so, that's right absolutely and especially in this climate with, with COVID, everyone's stressed out everyone's feeling the pinch my biggest thing is that there's still always something you can focus on that gives you good energy so my first thing i think the first dot point would be stop stop what you're doing stop everything and allow yourself some time to understand what's going on. So reflect. So I think stop and reflect. That would be the first thing. Um, The next part is then, you know, when you've got that time is to actually look at what's going on in your life. So write those things down, you know, write down what's happening at work, write down what's happening in your, you know, whether you're married or in a relationship or if you're single, whatever, but just start to write things down into that dot point form and just look at what's actually happening in your life. Once you do that, I think that's when you can actually start to work through stuff, you know, and I think it's a matter of being able to, you know, then create an action plan from there and stick to it. Um, because if you, for sake, one of the things you wrote down was I'm spending too long at work. Well then, you know what? The next day work's still going to be there. So you don't need to work till nine o'clock at night. Just stop. You can stop at six o'clock. It's okay. Work will stop. The one thing I've learned when it comes to work and that's in business, whatever it might be, teaching, anything, the one, and even if the people I've worked with and real estate agents are shocking for this, I can't stop because my job works at this, you know, like this. My biggest thing is McDonald's, right? Years and years and years ago was only open till like, you know, seven o'clock at night. Yeah. All of a sudden seven o'clock turned to nine o'clock, nine o'clock turned to 10, 10 turned to midnight, midnight turned to 24 hours. Why did they do that? Because people had an expectancy that that's what they could get at any time. If you set boundaries, right, and the post office is the is the biggest um, example. Or the bank, of this. like any government or organization. Yeah, or- yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> you, you know, like, but if you think about it, 
everybody knows the bank. You cannot get to the bank after five thirty, right, or six o'clock, whatever it is. Simple as that. You cannot go into a bank at that time, right, because it's closed. And we all live life like that, don't we? But yet, with ourselves, what we forget is that we forget to put those boundaries in place. And that's why I said real estate agents are loaded because you know they're like, oh, but if I don't get this call, it's like, yeah, but if you allow yourself to be open until 12 o'clock at night, expect that someone's going to call you at 12 o'clock at night. You can't get upset when that happens. And so I think you have to just get to that point back to what I was saying before is put boundaries back in place. Okay. You know, if we're talking about work, as I said, put put a boundary in place. I'm not going, you know, I'm not staying at work till later than six o'clock or, you know, I won't bring work home. So I'll stay till six o'clock if that's the case. Um, But I think, establishing boundaries is really, really important um, because that'll really help you with your emotional state going forward as well. And that's what I did this week. And I've actioned it every so far all day today. And I know I'll get back on and I'll action it throughout the rest of the week as well. Yeah. You seem like a happy chap today. So that's good. I'm glad you brought that to the podcast. <laughs> you were so really like, oh, this is gonna be a terrible podcast. This guy's gonna be a shit all session. <laughs> nah, <laughs> How's the podcast agent? <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, yeah, whatever, Daniel, I don't give a shit. <laughs> So Adrian, tell us about your day. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, what are you jamming, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That's no, good. Exactly. The only thing that I would say that helps me is, as I mentioned earlier, yep. is breathing. I've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Um, and even gratitude practice, which we'll get into in a little bit, I've been finding that that actually really helps me look at it a lot more positive light, or put a lot, put a positive light on the situation. Yeah, definitely. So with that said. What we so want actually, to can I jump in really quickly? Can I ask yes. you something really quickly? Yeah. Because I, I talk a lot in these podcasts. I actually want to know from your perspective, you've got a lot going on, running the business, work the way your work is going um, and stuff like that. How, do you, how have you implemented the things we've discussed, um, the things you're doing outside of the podcast, you know, your reading and stuff like that? How have you implemented those things and how, have, how do you think that's impacted your emotional state over the last, let's say, couple of months? It's interesting. I took a bit of a, it's been an up and down sort of roller coaster with it. I knew yeah. what I wanted to do. So let's, as you said, reading, I've said I wanted to read more. So I started to get up a bit earlier in doing that and it became, it did become a chore. I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to get up early. I was getting used to sleeping in. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of had enough and I was like, that's it. I've got to do it. And also, sorry to backtrack a little bit. If I okay. slept in a little bit and then I tried to read and then I'd work out in the garage and then all of a sudden it was late and then I'd be guilty as to, oh shit, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. I've spent so much time or I've wasted time, air quotes. Yeah. Um, and then I'd beat myself up about it, which was obviously not a great way to go. No. So then I started to think about what I could do. So do I want to shorten my workouts? Not really. Do I want to read less? I actually want to read more. So no, I don't want to do that. Um, and I, essentially it's what you did with your list. I just did it in my head. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is I, I wanted to get up earlier. That was it. So I started opening the blind so that the light would come through and then I would, Yeah. it actually made me get up and I've been doing that for the last probably week and a half. Awesome. Uh, and I'm so much more happy. I've actually woken up earlier now to do a bit of yoga before I do my reading to have my hey, coffee. Nice. Yeah. I've only done that once, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, small wins, small wins. That's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I've done. So slowly, slowly it's gotten better. And now I'm looking at my workout structure to not to make it shorter, but just to put more in to save time. So yep. doing rest pause sets and things like that. Yep. Um, but overall I'm, with that in place, I'm much happier because I'm getting out what I want to get out. Yeah. And it came to the point where I've actually had to change my routine because we've discussed that we like to train early. Yeah. Well, I actually now train at about 10. So I like to get those things done in the morning, the reading or the yoga or whatever. And then I'll work for a few hours. And that way, when I go to train, I'm not thinking about the things I have to do because they're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm much more. So you become a more mindful trainer as well. Yeah, and I'm just I'm focused on what I'm doing. That's great. So yeah, so, that's, that's, that's what's I'm been so, happening with me the last month or so. I'm really glad you said that because that's the thing. We always talk about, say, you know, me in these positions and what I do and the practice I've done. But for the listeners out there, what we're actually seeing is one month of implementing, you know, and that was also one of our podcast habits, 
but positive habits based around mindfulness, gratitude, and the byproduct is, you know, better workouts, you know, uh, more clarity, understanding yourself better, which I think that was the one thing I just loved you hear you say then was you have a better understanding of how you're working in this climate. And now this may change when everything goes back to normal, but essentially you'll just readapt to that because you've already been putting these things in place. So there's one point as well where you kind of touched on it and, you know, you said at the start, I tend to bottle these things up. I don't know if, you know, I, I have this stuff happen to me as much, but we saw the emotional burnout start at one point with you, which was when you were saying, I wasn't getting up the same way. My training was suffering. Da, da, da. That is all part of the emotional burnout. And so what happens is when you allow that to stop, you know, to, sorry, keep going, um, you don't put the brakes on it. You know, everything else falls apart. You don't train, you put, you know, you start eating worse or, you know, you get irritable, you, you know, you, you, you're not focused at your work, you know, desk and things like that. So, I really love that because for me, it was really cool hearing you say all those things because we got a really quick glimpse of the emotional burnout appearing, working through it, implementing really positive, um, you know, mental health habits, and then getting into a point where you just said to yourself, you're a lot happier. Um, you know, you're focused on your training more, training better, working harder, and basically you've had an increase in performance. And I think that's, that's really cool. I'm proud of you for that, mate. Like that's, uh, that's thanks, fantastic. Man. <laughs> shucks no no problems at all but and no here i was saying oh, i don't know what emotional burnout is <laughs> <laughs> and here you are you smashed it out of the park you had it you felt it you worked through it you implemented change you went back into you know the tips and tricks that we've been discussing and other ones you found yourself and you've nailed it so good on you well done well i think that's thanks to you mate oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh now you want to you want to take us into a really cool area of the podcast um, at the end. So I'm going to let you jump on this one. Go for it. Yeah. So basically I was thinking I've been practicing gratitude at night before sleeping. Yep. And I found, I really enjoyed it getting to sleep that way. Like just I yep. think of three things through the day that obviously I was grateful or happy or just that brought spark joy as we mentioned yep. in one of our podcasts. So I thought yep. it'd be really good to share some of that at the end of each episode. So obviously yep. three from me, three from you. And it also gives the listeners, you know, a minute to think about theirs as well when the podcast ends before they go on into their day and start to get busy. So would you it. like me to start or would you like you to start? You've been, you smashed the last part out of the park. Go start on this one as well. All right. The three things that I'm grateful for this week or that spark joy in my life is I cheekily got to see my nephews. Uh, in Melbourne, we're not allowed. Oh, hey, oh, whoa. <laughs> no, it was my nephew's birthday. That's good. And I drove in, I drove past and just dropped off an envelope or a gift. And I got to see him and his brother and obviously my sister and husband really quickly. Um, and it was just, I loved it. Like just seeing them again yeah. just made me so happy. Definitely. And just giving them a bit of shit because they needed a haircut. But you know, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> don't, don't we all, mate? Yeah, no, it was good. And that, I think that'll carry with me for the rest of the week. Yeah, that's cool. I like that one. Uh, one of the other things I'm really happy about is, as I said, I've just I've worked out my new workout program. Yep. Did the first one today. Loved it. Had such a good pump. Smashed it out really quickly. Amazing. I'm really happy that I, I put it together and I found yep, it. Nice. Uh, and the final one is this week or the week that passed, I've had a couple of really good conversations with some good mates. You being one of them, actually. And there was a couple others. Oh, thank you. Um, and that just, these conversations were just positive conversations, whether they were about personal life or business life or whatever it was. And it just reinforced everything that I already believe and it's about yeah. surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, definitely. So they're the three things that I'm grateful for this week. I love them. They're really good. Well done, mate. Thanks for that. Um, and thanks. That means a lot. Um, the one about me as well. It's just really good. Well, that's actually, I'm going to start on that one because, um, don't I'm going to say that. On well, I'll, well, I have <laughs> no, you, to. You did call it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's right. Because the fact is, there was obviously, you know, like you know, as we said before, tough month and stuff like that. Very much a tough week, and you know, it was really nice to know that I had a mate in you that turned around and said are you okay? What's actually happening? Do you need a break? How about we not do the podcast and we just talk shit? And that's exactly what we did. Um, and actually, you know, it's really funny, even upon reflection, because we did that Friday night. And do you know, what's really funny is that that was after my aha moment. And that actually gave me 
the positive energy. Because I knew I was like, everyone yeah, we were talking about, I'm like, hold on, what did I do Friday? Because I felt <laughs> good Friday night. There was something, and it was that. This guy. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <Daniel> <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> uh, But no, that's, that's, that's what it was, mate, because it was just the thing of going, I know I love this podcast. We, you know, you and I have a laugh doing that. But I think what was really cool is that we got to just connect and laugh and talk rubbish. And it was just, it was fun. But we also got to talk, um, you know, we obviously spoke a lot of rubbish, but we also spoke business. We spoke about work. We spoke about our own personal stuff. Um, and, you know, for me, I think that was something I was very grateful for, the recognition of, are you okay? I'm here for you. Let's just talk shit. And it, and it was great because it, it did really turn around um, my night and my day. And I think it put me in the headspace of being able to really focus on what i want to focus on the next day so that's something i was really grateful for having a a a top mate like you in my life so thanks for that thanks mate um the second thing that i'm really grateful for was um i gotta pull my son into this one for the the dodgeball game that we had on the (laughs) weekend um it was just the fact that I probably haven't laughed that hard in quite a while. I mean, I try, you know, I laugh most days at something or whatever, but I'm talking like, you know, gut busting laughing. It was, it was really good to the point where I wasn't breathing at times. And, um, and I think that was really good. So I'm very grateful for my son for that. Um, And I'm also very grateful for um, the ability to have the family I do in terms of um, like my wife, also um, my mum probably over the last, a uh, couple of weeks uh, had some really good conversations with them um, and some just really good groundbreaking moments and I think that's one thing I'm really grateful for is is those conversations with um, those two people in my in my life and and just seeing the work that they both keep putting into themselves which makes me want to keep putting into myself and and doing the things I'm doing so yeah also very grateful for my mum and my wife um, that's probably what I've got um, that's awesome. They're the, they're the three I've got. Yeah. That's really good. And it's actually just reminded me that I can't wait to play soccer with your son. I know. We said oh, it ages so- ago. And then we, yeah, we have stage four. And we're still in lockdown. Like, oh. That's right. Soccer Looking and pizza. Hanging for it. Yeah, yep. definitely. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining in. I hope this was helpful and you got some value out of it. Adrian, thank you for sharing. No problems at all, mate. I'm, I'm glad you got something for it. And, you know, and thank you for sharing at the end there as well. I'm sure that you know, both our little stories there will help the listeners in a big way. And, yeah. Hopefully. I don't think mine was. Mine was about gym <laughs> and <laughs> getting uphill. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, it was definitely helpful. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. And we'll speak soon. Have a great night. Bye.